0: Hey, everybody. This is your host, LaVie. Welcome to Thrift Therapy, the podcast all about thrift life. Recycling, collecting, DIYing, all the ups and downs, ins and outs of thrifting. So glad you joined me for this thrift adventure. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Thrift Therapy. Happy to be here. This gorgeous sound you hear playing in the background is a record by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds recorded live in Germany in 1996. This lovely melancholy track is called The Weeping Song. And I think it fits nicely with the Halloween theme that we have going on this month at thrift therapy. I've been listening to a book by Caitlin Doherty, who is a modern day mortician. And it's reminded me of growing up a mortician's daughter and the macabre nature of my experiences with dead bodies being around and how I came to grips with mortality very early in life. I recently told my husband about my songs to play when I'm dead playlist and this song's definitely on it. So I give this record five out of five Nagels. And if you find any Nick Cave record at a thrift store, you should grab it. You won't be sorry. I really love every song on this record, highly recommend. It's not the kind of record I'd play at a party or anything, but I do have a list of records that I privately love. They're just for me. And this would be one of those kinds of records that I listen to alone typically, but now I'm sharing it with you. I think if there are such things as ghosts, I want to come back to haunt my husband as one of them. I constantly, well, not constantly, I do joke occasionally that I'm gonna haunt him about things. Say, oh, be careful, I'll come back and haunt you if you do that, because I think it's a hilarious idea that I could, from the grave, bother him. Just cracks me up. In keeping with the October Halloween theme, I have an exciting show for you today about haunted thrift objects and folklore stories about haunted objects. I'm going to tell some stories, and so are the co-hosts of Wives Tales, a podcast. They are my interview guests today. So, I guess we'll get right to it then. I want to tell you guys a little bit about some social media updates. I have a new Patreon. And I'm so delighted when this occurs, when I get someone new to shout out. It's always a little bit thrilling. I feel like I'm welcoming someone to the Thrift Therapy family. My new Patreon member, Danielle, signed up at the $30 level. She stole a spot that became open recently, and so I'm going to start shopping for you, Danielle. Thanks for filling out that survey and getting it to me so quickly. In other news, I ordered some thrift therapy magnets that I'm going to be sending out to all Patreon subscribers at the end of October when I send out the thrift bags. So even if you don't want a subscription service or you don't want more thrifted stuff to deal with, you can sign up just as a supporter of the show and I'm going to send out some swag. These magnets are really cute. They have a thrift therapy logo on them and they say resting thrift face in quotation marks. And we have our, uh, one of our earlier guests, Ashley Renz, to thank for that saying. So you can get your very own resting thrift face magnet and a thrift therapy jacket pin and a couple stickers if you sign up at any level of Patreon to support the show. I'm really looking for forward to sending these things out at the end of the month. So sign up ASAP. I'd love to have you on board. I do want to tell you guys a couple of thrift stories. I went out, I took the day off this Friday because I'm really, have really been quite overwhelmed with the amount of work I've been doing both at my uh, day job as a therapist and as a podcaster. I felt like I really just needed a day off where I didn't have any work to do. That's a thing of the past. So I took the day off. And uh, I literally did not do any work. I went and got my hair cut for the first time in years. I also went to a thrift store. On Before I went to get my hair cut, I went to a Play-Doh's closet here to see if they had any cool jewelry for the thrift bags. And I scored a couple really cute things. And then I went and got my hair cut. And that place was really fun. I really appreciated the girl who cut my hair. She did a great job. And I want to give a shout out to the Salon Limelight, thank you. And I liked my haircut for the first time in a long time. I've been cutting my hair myself, as thrifty girls do, right? We just YouTube that shit. Because I was shelling out hundreds of dollars for haircuts and always coming home and fixing it myself, never being really fully satisfied. So I told the girl that cut my hair this story and she went out of her way to give me a haircut I like. So thank you so much. I don't want to say her name because I don't know if she would like that or not. The next time I go, I'll ask her if it's okay if I say her name. But I can give a shout out to the salon because what salon doesn't like free publicity, right? So Limelight in San Antonio, thank you for giving me an awesome haircut. Then I went, afterwards, I went over to the Salvation Army that lately I've been frequenting a little bit more, and I found, I didn't find as much as I've been finding the past few times I've been there, but I did find a couple of really cool things, which I will post pictures for for you guys because I think you'll like seeing them, is I found this solid wood carved little tiki statue from Hawaii, and it says Hawaii on it, it's carved in it, And I can tell that it's authentic because I used to have some authentic Hawaiian carved face masks that hung on my wall years ago when I was collecting those things. And um, it's the same, of the same make, the same kind of wood, the same kind of varnish. So I bought that and I picked it up for 5 bucks, I think. Really cool. And it's about 12 inches high, I would say. So it's a substantial size. I grabbed that for my house and I got this really cool fan that's open you know like the kind of that uh, you know maybe a, a lady at a party would fan herself with if the air conditioner were out an accordion fan but this one's made of brass and it's it's a wall hanging and it's painted turquoise on one side and I got that one for $3.99 I think It's really cute. I got it to hang in my bedroom. I think it matches really well. So I'll post a picture of those. Those were among the best finds that I got that day. Nothing spectacular but I thought those were worth mentioning. And also nothing really interesting happened at either place. So it was just kind of your run-of-the-mill thrift experience. And oddly enough I haven't had many of those in my life in general but since I started the podcast, right? Most every time I talk about a thrift story, I have something really interesting to report, like a killer rug or a weird story or an odd thing that happens. But this time, really, it was just a sort of average thrift experience. Found a couple cool things I wouldn't find anywhere else, but nothing I couldn't live without, nothing I felt super lucky with, um, just happy to find. And glad I had the opportunity to go out and do a little thrifting. But I just felt really good being there because I hadn't been in a week and I had wanted to go. It was just a nice moment to give myself some self-care, I guess. It felt like self-care for the first time in a while since I started the podcast. It had nothing to do with anything except me just wanting to have a little time to myself. So I appreciated it for being that kind of experience. I also wanted to tell you guys that I have really enjoyed reading all the ghost stories and haunting things that you posted online, and I've been collecting them for a bit, so I thought before I get into the interview, which is actually quite long today, I'm not going to do a lot of pre-interview setup because the interview is pretty lengthy, and I think it's worth hearing all of it. It's pretty fun. I do want to share a couple more of the listener ghost stories and haunt stories with you guys lauren wright in the another group i am a part of called thrift arenas which is my favorite murderer fans who also thrift she wrote a story about a chair that she scavenged from a fire when her uncle's used bookstore in philadelphia burned down She says, the fire was set by a man who lived upstairs. He received eviction notices after developing a habit of shooting his gun in his apartment while high. Understandably upset, he lit the building on fire. He now lives in a place where he doesn't need furniture. And then she posts a picture of this glorious chair. It's beautiful. And says that... Her uncle gave it to her as a wedding gift, but it has made her nervous for 30 years. And it's got this little face carved into the wood that she says she thinks it's called a green man chair, but it looks demonic as fuck. And the bottom of the seat opens, and somehow it makes it even scarier. So I'll post a picture of the chair. It's pretty rad. I think you guys will like seeing it. And I think it looks pretty spooky too. And I, I don't know. I definitely don't feel like I would um, be happy to have a chair where it was like burned, you know, the building burned in a fire it could definitely be haunted. But I also would probably take it just like Lauren, right? I would do that too. Because who says no to a gorgeous chair? Not me. I get that. Sarah says she has a couple stories, but she told me the one about a kettle. She said she got this gorgeous vintage kettle, which she thrifted, brought it home, and showed it off to her husband and He was thoroughly unimpressed or he was thoroughly impressed until he picked it up and was filled with instant nausea and dread. right away, she smudged the kettle and asked him to take a couple days before he held it again. He held it again recently and felt nothing. So that's kind of scary, and the kettle is really cool. It's, it's uh, very shiny and looks like 1960s style. It's really cute. I don't know if I, if I can explain that feeling, but I have had it before where you just have a weird feeling about something, and later in the interview I conduct, I'll talk about a painting that gave me a weird feeling like that. Kimberly says, I bought a highboy dresser at an estate sale. It is haunted by a man who died in his bathroom floor. I hear him say Marco sometimes, but I won't say Polo back. Yikes, that's kind of creepy. If something talked to me, I would definitely get rid of it. That's probably where I draw the line. Don't talk to me. Mm -mm, No, Thanks. So those are a few more stories from the Thrift Arena's Facebook group. And I appreciate people taking the time to share their stories with me. I do want to tell you guys about um, the people I'm going to be interviewing. Because I think you're going to really get a kick out of the podcast today. And I'm not going to spend any more time just yakking at you i want to get into it because we talk about pretty much everything i want to talk about with you today in the interview so the wives tales podcast is a weekly conversational podcast where the co-hosts who are actually cousins and besties talk about all things mystery. They talk about twisted tales of creepy creatures, spooky folklore, and dark legends while somehow keeping it light and fun. And I really do like their podcast, so I would love if you would go over and give it a listen and rate, review, and subscribe to their show. And also, you know, spread the word about Thrift Therapy and rate, review, and subscribe to Thrift Therapy. One of the things that I love about the podcasting world is that we're really supportive of each other, and I want to continue to have podcasters on so that you can get to know other podcasts and join our community on a bigger level. So without further ado, here's the interview. Hi! Hi! Welcome to Thrift Therapy. Thanks for coming on, you guys.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. We're glad to be here.
0: I'm super excited. I haven't done a duo podcast interview in a handful of episodes, so I'm really looking forward to it. (laughs) We are too. We (laughs) are
1: super happy that you picked us. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yay. Well, let me tell you why I picked you. First of all, because we met on Instagram, and I have this really weird habit. I know every librarian I've ever met has chastised me for it, but I'm definitely a judge a book by its cover kind of person. And um, that's not about people, but it's about graphics.
1: Oh, okay, okay. And I really
0: liked your logo. So when I'm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when I'm like scrolling through all the suggestions that Instagram gives me, I always click on ones that I like their logo.
1: Oh, okay. Well, um, our logo was actually done by an an artist, uh, the Velvet Hands, and she is so good. Her name is Carolyn. And she is so good. Yeah, she's great. She she was a lot of fun to work with. Our yeah. logo is kind of an inside joke for us. Yeah. So. <laughs> so we love hearing that people like Definitely. it. <laughs> We're glad she could help us out because uh, we couldn't cross stitch or needlepoint or anything to save our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: it's super cool, because I'm into thrifty things, so the cross-stitch thing grabbed my attention right away. Yes, absolutely. And then the reason I asked you to come on the podcast, because once I clicked on your page, and we started interacting on Facebook, and I listened to the podcast, I thought, oh, yeah, they're fun. It'll be really fun. And I like spooky <laughs> shit, so. Yeah,
1: us too. Yeah, we we absolutely. I mean, that's <laughs> right. that's kind of the whole point of our podcast, <laughs> exactly. so, so we're absolutely into the dark and twisty. <laughs>
0: Yes, so your pretty face brought me in, and your dark and twisty personality kept me.
1: Perfect. Perfect. That's exactly what we were going for. Exactly. We'll be besties. Awesome. So, <laughs> how did you guys meet? Um, we are family. Yes. yes, we are cousins. Okay, so that's it. <laughs> and we actually, we actually fell in together over our enjoyment of thrifting and estate sales and, and stuff. That was yes. the first time we hung out. Was going to an estate sale together, right. and buying a $10 couch. That's right. Because <laughs> there's a considerable age difference between us. I mean, I'm 10 years older than Shelby, so, um, I mean, you know, we hung out as younger kids, but, yeah. you know, growing up, you kind of don't use yeah, yeah, holidays and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it was but, always like a Christmas-Thanksgiving yeah. thing for exactly, us. Yeah. Not that we weren't, like, close. We right. just didn't see each other. Yeah. And I don't even know how it happened that we – like decided to go to that estate sale together. I know, right? But it's like and we then, just decided we're the same person, basically. Yeah, we just, just it so was old like old all of a though. sudden we're just like, Oh, we're we're the same person. That's weird. Let's go to an estate sale. Yeah. So, <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> sounds like a perfect friend <laughs> date. Yes,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you can't go estate sailing with somebody, you know, your friendship has limited reach.
1: Absolutely. It's so true. <laughs>
0: There are your people I can go thrifting with, friends, and then everybody else.
1: Exactly. And it's it's always it's always kind of interesting between us, like our dynamic when we're thrifting or estate selling or garage selling that we both like the exact same things. Yes. But it's always like a weird weirdly calm compromise between like oh no this would look better in your house exactly. and then whoever it would look better with gets it yeah. and it's just it's it's very odd but it it's is so works. great it works perfectly yeah
0: that's cool I I'm trying to think I have some of my thrifting besties through the years yeah we we always are looking out for each other when we're thrifting and fortunately, right. even though we've uh, some of I've liked the same stuff has, it's always been just enough different that we haven't had to fight because I would win. Like, there's no <laughs> question. I'm wearing uh-huh. the highest heels. I'm going to
1: win. So She's yeah. just tougher than me, so I'm not going to fight over anything <laughs> with her. I'm just like, yep, yep. Okay. Right. All right. about this.
0: <laughs> so what led you to do a podcast together? I mean, you like each other. That's cool. But podcast, uh- how'd you get there?
1: Okay, I'll let Shelby answer this one. Okay, so I started listening to some podcasts not super long ago. I didn't really know what they were. And, like, I would tell Jenny, we're the same person. So I'm telling her, I'm like, oh, you have to check out this podcast. Oh, you have to check out this podcast. Right. And then it became a thing. And I'm not mentioning any podcast names on this, but it became a thing where it was we could do a better podcast than that. right? So we just did it. <laughs> jumped in and did it. Jumped in. It was a crazy hair idea. Absolutely. And I was like, yeah, it sounds like fun. Let's do this. And she's like, oh, really? Yeah. I was like, oh, sh- okay. <laughs> okay. We're doing this. Yeah. So we did it.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Everybody needs a friend like that who's like um, – Oh, that's a great idea. Let's do it. You need a let's do it friend. Absolutely. And neither one of us
1: are actually that person. So that's kind of weird. But we kind of vibe off of each
0: other. So it works very well. It does. Now, I'm a let's do it person. So I need a friend who's like, why don't you think about it a little longer? (laughs) So the wives' tale part, how did you work down to, we want it to be like this. We want it to be these kind of spooky stories that get handed down you know it's what is, they're called like urban legends too you, right like how did you come to style your podcast the way you did
1: okay yeah mostly we do urban legends um some creepy creatures you know things like that Folklore. i do a bunch of cryptids yeah i mean and, that's that's kind of where my yeah, favoritism wise, I guess. And we kind of revolve around anything mysterious. Yeah, um, anything dark and twisty. That's kind of how we describe ourselves as dark and twisty. Um, but we chose the name kind of a play yeah. on words like uh, wives because we're both married kind of in this whole um, same life type of parallel universe type of thing. Our husbands are basically the same person. Yeah, it's very strange too. So Shelby and I are very much alike. Our husbands are very much alike, but we have such different stories that we can bring to the table. And then the tales part, I mean- We're telling (laughs) tales. We're telling tales. And then we um, talk about our lives at the beginning of each of our podcasts that uh, is kind of just like, Funny or silly little things that happen to us sure. about you know just a random everyday life, but it kind of gives you know the listeners a, a way to kind of touch base with us and kind of get to know us a little bit. So it's a little bit of a play on words, but it's kind of literal at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Really a play on words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> I like it. It's good.
1: I, I've always
0: been very fond of puns, so anytime words are playing, I'm excited. Like yes, yes, yes. words play more. That sounds good.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> so, so before we move on, I just I was having a couple of ideas as you guys are explaining that that I wanted to share with you. One is, what do you think about creepy pasta?
1: We love creepy pasta. We yes, love it. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's kind of hit and miss with that, especially telling stuff like that on our podcast because we do try to bring tales that are mysterious to the table. Whereas there are a lot of creepy pastas out there that you know our fate. Exactly. And so you, you kind of have to keep your, your wits about you when you fall down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. and find some fun stuff there. And we want to bring the origins and stuff to the table, too. Like For we sure. We want to explain, We're, like, why this started and, you know, where it came where from. Where the history in it lies. Right. And We try to kind of dive into everything while telling the tale and doing it justice as well. So yeah. um, we really appreciate a good creepypasta, but some of them, you know, they kind of... Make it, a little much. Yeah, kind of make you really want to backtrack a little bit. But, you know, we talked about all of it, really.
0: Yeah, some of them are, like, obviously written by a 13-year-old asshole. Exactly, <laughs>
1: exactly no doubt.
0: <laughs> well, so what you do, it sounds like, is that you pick out some urban legend and then you do some research on it. Like, what's your vetting process? How do you decide which ones to air and which ones to
1: let go? It's, it's usually a, okay, so on my computer, I have a folder, and I have, like, a working on it podcast folder, and I have a probably not going to do it podcast folder, so that's kind of how I, I start, you know, typing out my notes and stuff like that for every tale that I find that I come across that I think might be interesting, and um, then I kind of go one way or the other with it. Once I start typing it, I'm like, I really hate this crap, and I move it to the not going to do it pile, uh. or... <laughs> I'm like okay this could work one day but I'm not there yet and move it to the working on it pile or I finally settle on something and I'm like I'm loving this tale this week perfect. all right so you know Shelby I, has a totally different process I am very I much more fly by the seat of my pants whereas <laughs> I go something and I'm like this is perfect and then I start my research thing on it <laughs> and love it or hate it I'm gonna tell that tale that week because I mean I'm just I'm not as dedicated as Jenny as I probably do four tales of freaking yeah, Week. Yeah, she does. She absolutely does. And I, I can't do that. So I think I identify more with Jenny's style
0: because even though this podcast that I'm doing is an exercise in uh, maybe like going with the flow and learning things, it's not how I am naturally it that's works. why I do things like this is so I can work on perfectionism because I've been a perfectionist since I was like a kid and it's just it's fair, yes so much anxiety so I work on it like and one of the ways I work on it is to do things in which I try not to focus on being a perfectionist sure yeah that makes total
1: sense to me <laughs>
0: I like it because I think, well, I had someone on a couple episodes ago. I think it was episode 13. It, Crystal, is. Uh, she came on, and she was telling me a little bit about how she approaches social media for her reselling business. And I told her a little bit about my process with the podcast and what you were saying just now is that same kind of thing. And she said something I thought was really good, you know, and it was very encouraging. She said that that's what people want. They are tired of overproduced media, and they really want like real things that are happening in some kind of authentic way. So yeah, I think we're true. doing it right.
1: Yeah, I think so too. The indie podcast is—I mean, the whole genre of in- indie podcast. Podcast. Well, if I can talk, the indie podcast is such a phenomenal group of people that we've met. Um, I mean, the supports there, and you know everything from help with ideas or you know collaborations or anything like that it's just phenomenal I found I really really enjoyed it yeah it's it's definitely one of a kind um as far as the people you're gonna meet and um the everybody does it differently and it's so good it's so yeah. and I have yet to have any any other podcaster degrade anything that we've done right I, I have not heard one bad word spoken towards our podcast and I think that's great and we haven't done the same. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we haven't, exactly. we don't, we don't degrade them. They don't degrade us. It's all supportive. It's such a supportive bunch of people. I love it. That's
0: one of the things that I, drew me into the podcast idea was just some of the podcasts I listen to. You can just really feel like a sense of community with. And yeah,
1: definitely.
0: I, yeah, I value that. I think mm-hmm. that's what I really like about thrifting too. It's like, it has that same sort of vibe. It's like you're you're not just going shopping. Like you have conversations with people. You have a, yeah. an experience and you know, run across things that are really interesting and weird. And it's like there's a whole culture around
1: it. So I, I appreciate true. that. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I've loved some of the conversations I've had with random people. And I'm such an introvert too. Um, so to have a conversation with a person outside of my comfort zone is totally different but it's very cool to watch her work at, like at any kind of thrift i mean whether it's a shop whether it's you know an estate sale whatever it's very interesting to see her talk to everyone because she's not that person I she am doesn't talk person, to everybody yeah. And that was one of our fears creating our podcast was, mm-hmm. I mean, to def- you know, that yeah. we weren't going to be able to, to throw this together because, and to market ourselves and stuff right. like that, it's all a process and it's so hard sometimes, but at the same time, it's different and it's easy and yeah. people are so supportive. It's awesome. And I have to say that I am completely opposite when I am thrifting. I do not want to speak to anybody <laughs> besides who I'm there with. Like, I don't, I, I don't enjoy I don't know. It's just, it's very different for me.
0: I think it all depends on my mood and whether or not they see my resting thrift face.
1: You know, that may be it. That may be it. (laughs) Because
0: if I'm in the zone, nobody's going to approach me. Because I have this really weird scowl that just sort of settles over my face. But it has nothing to do with my feelings. It's just like, I'm really focused. I'm focused. Right. (laughs) So it's like, I look really intense. People don't approach me when I got that on. But if I've done all the hardcore shopping and I'm kind of like, oh, by the dressing room or something, that's when I get approached the most. Is like anywhere near the dressing area because then I don't have that look on my face.
1: Right. Okay. So I'm very much a, I don't want to talk to people in line. I don't want to talk to, you know, workers or whatever. But um, I was out running some errands yesterday and uh, people just talk to me everywhere I went, everybody was just talking to me. And I got to thinking, I was like, it's because I'm happy. I have a smile on my face. I've got some uh-huh. good stuff going in my life. And so people are thinking, you know, they're playing off that vibe. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. So you definitely it's... put vibes out there. I mean, everybody does. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. And I guess yesterday I was just like, okay, talk to me. I'm ready to talk to people. I want to be that person, but I didn't. (laughs) And I was so exhausted by the time I got home. I was like, oh my gosh, shoot me now. I'm such an introvert. I don't want to talk to anybody else, but it was fun for a bit.
0: (laughs) It is interesting. Like I do think it's, it can be draining. So one of the things that I like about podcasts is that you can just stop it like in the middle and come back to it. It's not like the right. conversation, but it feels like you're joining a conversation. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> kind of cool. Well, which one of you thrifts? Like do you both thrift or you do estate sales? Like what's your thrift store thing? Yeah,
1: we both thrift. Um, we've come to like a common thing. We go out about every two weeks and uh, we both do thrift stores, estate sales, garage sales, and we basically do it together. I mean, we kind of do our own thing every now and then, but uh, every couple of weeks we get together and we make like a day of it, basically. For sure, yeah. Am, my parents were the people that brought me into my, See, my whole mom was too estate sale, yeah. garage sale thing, and and my dad's thing has always been you know, going to estate sales on the weekend. Mm-hmm. That was family fun for us growing exactly. up. Yes. Which is a little odd to tell normal people. Yes. But, um, because I can still go out and hang out with my dad and go to mm-hmm. some garage sales in the morning and then go the next weekend with Jenny. And it's nice. not, you know, it's not that we have to go exclusively together, but it's definitely more fun that way. It is. Right? <laughs> it is. Because we find really cool stuff whenever we're together. Absolutely. So it works really well. <laughs>
0: That's really cool. I always, um, a couple things happen to me when I hear people talk about their families is when I listen for like, you know, awesome, positive things. And I get this little twinge in my chest, like for those of us who it's not that easy, you know, like our family dynamics are a little more strained and it's harder to find things we have in common. So I always really like hearing those stories, but I also have like empathy for people who are feeling a little... I don't know what the word is. Like, it's not quite jealous. It's just envy. Like that's nice, you know? (laughs) Okay. It does sound Um, nice.
1: It sounds really cool. Yes. yes. And it's kind of funny that you say that because my mom died 13 years ago. And uh, I mean, it's all right, but you know, like Shelby kind of fills a void because me and my mom always did garage sailing and thrifting together. And so she kind of, I never really had anybody to do that with um, until then, you know, until Shelby and I started really hanging out and I found my person, I guess, but, um, it was just kind of, that was my mom and I's thing. And we always did it like basically every weekend, you know, even after I was, you know, in my twenties and stuff like that, we'd go all the, the time, time. That's, and that's definitely then for I would kind of go by myself here and there. And then Shelby and I started hanging out and I'm like, okay, this is super fun again. Absolutely. It wasn't fun. It kind of lost its little. I don't know it's luster I guess but you know now that Shelby and I go it's super fun again for So sure. I really really appreciate it
0: yeah I could see that when you were saying that your mom passed some time ago I was thinking oh that like you know not only are you missing her this thing that you guys used to do together probably wasn't fun for a while you know it's yeah too sensitive yeah. too tender and part of the grief right you lost right, thing exactly. as well you lose her and then you use this thing that you guys do together and look, now you have someone else to do it with and I don't know life is such a it's such a paradox I don't it's just you I don't even know what to say it's like um
1: no I feel you yeah yeah
0: <laughs> it's just full of shit and then rainbows <laughs> Like yeah.
1: it's
0: shitting rainbows up in here. Shitting <laughs> rainbows.
1: And, and I, kind of, I kind of come from the same background as far as Jenny does. I as you know, it, it was it was always a thing growing up. But at the same time, I I had a rough family growing up. So when I make it sound like butterflies and rainbows, it is not <laughs> right. Um, and so I was I have not had the opportunity to, um. To kind of let myself out and and just be the person that I am instead yeah. of instead of being the person that takes care of everybody else mm. Then then hanging out. And that's another good thing about the podcast is it kind of gives us each our own thing to do. For sure. Separate from everything else that we absolutely do. And, and from real life, it I guess. Stays separate for mm-hmm. both of us. Yeah, it's perfect. It's great.
0: Yeah, I think that's something I'm really enjoying about podcasting myself is that it's really something I'm doing. That just sort of, I don't want it to sound super possessive, but I mean it more as an identity thing. Like it belongs to me. It doesn't have anything to do with being a parent or, yeah, you exactly. know, I, I don't know, like you know, being in a family. It's really just about like my own personal interests, uh, things that I find interesting and enjoyable, and just kind of being in myself for a little bit. So I, yeah. I get that. I yeah, get I have that favorite. too. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, about thrifting, like, because you guys are into dark and twisty things, have you ever had weird vibes about anything that you bought or left behind? Okay,
1: so let me just preface this by saying we're both very skeptical. We love digging into the dark and twisty of it all, but we don't necessarily believe in everything. Mm. Um, So I'll let Shelby talk about something that she got. <laughs> okay. So um are we talking about the painting? Yes, that are the painting? Okay. The painting you have to. So, um it's probably been 2 months yeah, ago. It is. And in addition to our um thrift store garage selling, estate selling and such, we're on a local page um on Facebook that is kind of a buy sell trade situation. Yeah, yeah. And I get bored fairly often and end up on that page because <laughs> it's a fabulous page it is it's great like this whole community of basically women people that know in, people i mean it's are... it's all a network of people yes. that know each other in our little west texas community and yeah it's pretty fabulous it's yeah. great and you know there's not a lot of ha- i mean there's no haggling no there's haggling. no don't show up after you've said you want right. this thing it's it's really cool and uh so i'm just browsing through there and find like this post yeah And I'm scrolling through everything that she's posted and come across a painting, like an actual oil painting, like it's it's a real thing, but it looks relatively small and I have a very, very eclectic house. And so I want this warrior princess and she is (laughs) a badass to come home with me. I wanted her to like, I needed this painting. So I buy it and I show up. Well, I didn't buy it. It was free. I just told her I wanted it and I go to pick it up. I get there and this thing is like the size that I am. It's, it's freaking huge. It's massive. Yeah. And on the back of it, there's an appraisal tag for like $950. So I'm like thinking this is the score of the freaking century <laughs> right. until I get it at home and my husband goes, well, you dork. Why was she giving it away free? It's probably haunted or something. True. <laughs> the week that I the week that I brought it home. We had, let me think about this. My husband had a blowout on his truck, right? Um I had car trouble and then I got my hell like mm. almost totaled in a hailstorm pretty much. Yeah. Um and there were several other things that happened that week. Yeah. And continued. And you to freaking happen, <laughs> and I swear it is from that warrior princess. I know it's haunted, so she sits in my entryway with all of my crystals and sage right underneath her. <laughs> she's that's beautiful. bizarre! Like, she's I mean, great. I love her. It's, it's is a beautiful. fantastic painting, it but absolutely it's is. absolutely 100% haunted.
0: That's so freaking. I mean, as you're telling that story, I, I'm thinking yeah, your husband's right, right, like, obviously, like, <laughs> right, but then I and thought, oh, um, I w- I've been having so much bad luck, I wonder what I have that's haunted. <laughs> okay,
1: I have worst luck in the whole world, like, I swear to God, my last name is cursed or something, because I everything mean, she has the worst luck, everything bad that can happen to a person happens to me, and happens to me, like, over, and over, and over, and over, and over again, and I thrift crap all the time, but I can't nail it down to one specific thing. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know, because I usually have the best luck,
0: but oh, no. something turned in December of last year. I'm going to have to start saging the fuck out of my house. And you like, absolutely are. Trying to remember <laughs> I- when I bought things. Oh, but I do remember, and, and I guess the reason I started down that rabbit hole in my head was when you said that you got a painting for free and then you got home and you started having this weird experience I thought you know I did get this weird I don't know if it was a painting but it looked more like a lithograph or something at a my son's school had a oh I don't know what it's called it's like a rummage sale or something you know for like two dollars it was really weird and cool and it had like this Egyptian looking uh statue on it and it had a and it's all like this really cool color of blue like duller than robin's egg blue but in that same family it's really cool color I like it's like cerulean blue or something
1: like that anyway I love any color in the blue family
0: it's a really pretty blue it's an unusual color blue but it's really cool and it's very renaissance color blue like it's oil painting blue right so then and 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 then just gold so all the The statue and all the weird writing on it is gold, but I bought it and I kept, as soon as I put it in my trunk, I thought, why the fuck did you buy that? You don't know what that (laughs) says, you know, like that could be anything. So I had it in my car for a bit and then I had it in my kitchen, just hanging out. Like not, I never hung it up anywhere. Uh, And I had it facing backwards. Like, I just had weird feelings about it. That's all I can say. And finally I got rid of it, but I do think that was last
1: September. Has your luck gotten better
0: since you got rid of it? I don't know. It's just (laughs) I got
1: bad around that time. (laughs) So maybe I shouldn't have thrown it away. Maybe not. It wasn't that.
0: It (laughs) wasn't happy. Now it's mad at me. It's like, you can't Mm -hmm. just get rid of me. you have to pass me on or something. Yeah, I don't
1: don't know what's going to happen to the warrior princess, but (laughs) my husband's pretty determined that she's leaving. (laughs) I love her. I may have to inherit her. I mean... (laughs) I don't think you need any more bad luck. You know, but I might and as well. Though. I don't know if it—if I should classify it <laughs> like a bad luck painting, or a cursed painting, or a haunted painting. Right. I want to say it's more cursed than haunted. Yeah. I see what you mean. It's a fine line, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I see what you mean. Okay, well, that is pretty creepy, though. I mean, I think you do have to kind of. I. I wish I would have just taken that out of my car and set it back out there, even though I paid two dollars. Who cares? <laughs> right? Like, put it back. I wish I would have just left it there. I hadn't thought sure. about it. But anyway, right. Like you got to pay attention to your feelings about things because who knows? Like I'm an atheist. I don't think there. But look, that doesn't mean that there's not like some kind of metaphysical cursy thing in the world. Or that doesn't mean there aren't ghosts. What does that have to do with it? You know? yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know what happens and I don't want any of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, we're both kind of skeptical. So we both kind of have to, like, feel the. I don't know. I, I need to see a ghost in front of my face to know that something's haunted. Yeah. And so I haven't seen that. So I can't exactly believe in ghosts yet. I am 100% mm-hmm. skeptical to the point where I love telling creepy stories. Me too. Yeah. But that's all they are to me until yeah. I'm going to have to have some major proof. Right. So well, my
0: take on it is I don't believe in them. But I don't really want the proof. Okay, good point. I guess I guess it's not something
1: I want to experience. I kind of do, though. I mean, I would be so down to experience it. Absolutely. You know, if I am cursed or if there is some reason for me to have the bad luck, I would like to know why. Right. Uh, Show show me your face and tell me what I have done to you. Exactly.
0: I'm on the other side. Like, I watched this movie recently. It's, like, that one, it's one of those Marvel movies where, um, which one was, oh, it was Dare, not Daredevil. Help. Um, The funny one, Deadpool. Um, Yeah, okay, so. He recruits other superheroes, right, in Deadpool 2? Yeah. And I've decided that from now on, for the rest of my life, until I die, unless somebody gives me a better idea, the superpower that I want to have, if anybody ever asks me again, is I want to be lucky. Oh, there you go. Because that character Domino in that movie, that's the life I want. <laughs> Once at you know, I want that one. can relate to that. Really,
1: really, really. That might yeah.
0: be the best superpower of all time. So, yeah, I was sold.
1: So, okay. So, within the last like a year and a half, um, my house has been broken into, and all of my prized possessions have been stolen. <laughs> okay. I my house has been struck by lightning, and what else bad has happened? Okay, I mean, there, there was, was the lightning, lightning strike. There was the house broken into. There yeah. was the car stuff. Oh yeah, the car. My car got hit like five times. Um, I mean, it's just stupid stuff, but it's all it all sucks, and I don't want it anymore.
0: <laughs> You're in danger, girl. You're cursed. Yeah, i
1: can stand to be lucky. <laughs>
0: yeah you need to go to a curandera and or i think that's how you say it i hope i'm saying that right yes yes and you need to get some egg things done to you like that
1: whatever if i had five
0: car accidents i'd be all about that egg thing
1: (laughs) you know my um there's okay so you know we're in texas of course too and um my daughter and i were at walmart uh this has been a while back but we were at walmart and this lady's like oh your daughter is so beautiful and i was like thank you and then she said wait i have to touch her because i don't want to give her the evil eye i'm like by all means there's my child exactly.
0: let me just hold her out i don't you. want to have to
1: go to a curanera and uh, have the egg wiped all over her so by <laughs> all means okay yeah. so
0: Let's talk about wives' tales about haunted things. I think that would oh, be really sure. fun. Okay. Um, so I
1: think we each have a tale to bring. Is that okay? Yeah. Tell me the tales. Okay. All right. So I'm going to tell you about a furniture thrift store in Waco, Texas called the Consignment Furniture Showroom. And it's said to have a haunted couch uh, that they cannot sell. This has been in stock for about 10 years. And it does draw people to the store to check it out. But no one buys it. Um, um The original owner that donated it in 2007 uh, told a local news station that his home was filled with a sulfur smell. His cell phone signal would go down as he got close to the couch. And um, like strange things happened in his kitchen, like his, you know, cabinet doors opened and closed and stuff like that. So, you know, weird haunted type of things. Um, And he knew it was time to get rid of it. He uh, donated it to this consignment store. And then things started happening to the store's workers and the owner and stuff. After they touched or moved the couch, um, the, uh, you know, a couple of them that, like, had moved the couch from one end of the store to the other, they uh, were in a pretty, it was kind of minor, but, you know, a car accident, nonetheless, that's saying that they touched the couch. Ew. Uh, Yeah, right. So, uh, ghost hunters were brought in to examine the couch because, you know, they've heard what the original owner said and stuff like that. So, they were brought in to examine the couch. And they found what they thought to be, like, a huge blood stain under one of the cushions. Gross. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Gross. I wanted to know. That's what kind of assignment store actually put that out for sale I with know. a nasty dang blood stain okay, on it? So like, that is, that's hazardous. So, from what <laughs> I understand, like, it was on the flip side of the cushion. So, yeah, so maybe just like nobody it he didn't notice. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but tested it and it was actual like human blood. <laughs> <laughs> ah! So the owner has now taken the couch off the market, but he keeps it in there for like kicks, I guess. He keeps it in his consignment store and basically dares people to sit on it. Um, Like if you're brave enough, go sit on this couch. Um, He also says that he was offered a $3,000, uh, you know, payment for the couch and he turned it down just because of the novelty of it. He wanted to keep it and it's kind of I mean, he's attached to the thing now. Well and it probably brings a lot of yes foot traffic in this yes, exactly. too. because people go to his store just to see this haunted couch. So I just thought that was super interesting. And but also there's a thought in me that maybe like the demon that's in the couch has attached itself to him and he can't get rid of it oh, if he wanted I to like that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So I mean kind of a scary thought there but maybe Couch. But,
0: or he made the whole thing up so that people will come to his
1: thrift store. Possible, possible. But I'm just saying, if there's enough blood on that couch to cover a cushion, somebody was killed on that couch. Yes, absolutely. And, and somebody's haunting it, and they tested it, so
0: that's proof. That's so weird. That's so yeah. weird. Yeah. Ew. Awesome.
1: Murder couch. Murder couch for sure. <laughs> So I actually found a a thrift shop in Killeen, Texas, that is said to be haunted. And I'm not sure how true this backstory here is. So y'all take it with a grain of salt, but I absolutely adore it. Cool. So it was a very stormy day in Killeen, Texas, when a young woman walked into a Hastings bookstore to get out of all of the rain. Oh, okay. The story goes that she stood in the lobby and looked out the window at the rain. When suddenly, she pulls out a gun and shoots herself. Oh, holy I don't shit. Know these things, okay? I didn't expect that. Didn't see that coming. Well, <laughs> so she she shoots herself and the store just erupts in panic. Obviously, this woman did not survive her gunshot wound. So, we're going to fast forward to recent times, okay? Um, when Hastings closed down oh yeah and a thrift store takes over okay that was not too long ago probably right uh so um there's a man that I guess works in this bookstore he's an employee and he is telling everyone he possibly can about this ghost that keeps attacking him at work (laughs) he's trying to get out of work that's what he's doing right So another man says that he walked down the aisle of the thrift shop one day only to feel something hard, make contact with his foot. Ew. Okay, you're in a bookstore, you're just thinking a book fell off he the shelf. He a book, sure. He describes the feeling of running his foot into something solid, but when he looks down, there's nothing there.
0: Ew. Oh, that's weird. Air.
1: Uh, he went across the store to look at a circular rack of shirts. And as he's flipping through the clothes, he feels the same sensation hit his foot. Oh. He's standing still still and it hits his foot. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Joel says that he looked down and he sees a hand coming out of the clothing rack. Ah! No, thanks. (laughs) It grabbed his ankle and he fell to the ground. He said he just laid there completely panic-stricken, and sees a young woman with red hair climb out of underneath this clothing (laughs) rack. He says that he's paralyzed. Can't move. Legit paralyzed. And it (laughs) crawled over him until she was face to face with him and began Ah! to snarl. No! Oh my god. And this man is also swearing that this woman had sharp, pointy teeth that were bloodstained. Of course she did. (laughs) That's That's a little (laughs) match. He tried his best to get away and then the next thing he remembers some someone saying his name over and over. He describes it almost like waking up from a dream to find the thrift store employees standing over him. So he like passed out, had some sleep paralysis. Yeah. And had this and like, had, like ghostly the, apparition. Yeah, no, no, okay, okay, all right. Joel says off to the side of the employees he, he he caught a glimpse of this demon girl crawling away. <laughs> That's a
0: good story.
1: Uh, The name of this thrift shop is Texas Thrift Shop. I have no idea if this is any kind of true tale, but if I'm ever in Killeen, I'm checking this shit out aside from the circular clothing racks. Like, I won't be going near that Definitely. And we're not too far from Killeen, right? Like, four hours. Yeah, it's about four hours. Yeah, Yeah, let's go. (laughs) I'm down. I'm so down. (laughs) Road trip.
0: Do it, and then come back and tell me if it's true.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So I have one for you guys. Yeah,
1: go ahead.
0: Have you, so one of my Facebook friends sent me this story, and all all the ones that I read, this one is really bizarre, so I thought I want to tell you about it. Have you guys heard of the, um, now this is a Jewish term, so I hope I'm not saying it terribly wrong, but it's Dibbukh. D I B B U K. Do you guys know how to say that? Uh, no <laughs> idea.
1: <laughs> okay. If I'm ever
0: saying ever. it wrong, it's yeah. okay to correct me. Just let me know. Send me a message, and I'll say it right from here on out. Because I know I'm going to tell the story again. It's like a great weird party story. Okay. So there's this box, right? And there's you can look this up online, and there are pictures of the box, and it is fucking creepy, you uh, guys. <laughs> like, I've okay, had, uh, okay. Uh, creepy. <laughs> So this Dybbuk box, it so this this is a word for a malicious spirit that is bound on earth to an object or a person to complete unfinished business. So it's like some kind of demon thing that attaches itself to Ooh, you or ghost or something, right? Okay. okay. So it's, so then the idea is that. Some people believe that if those exist, that you can bind them to an object and trap them in there. Oh, okay. so this okay. box that is part of this story is that kind of object where you, uh, this object looks like it was built for something. I don't know what this box. It's got like these weird little. Um, so it's like a wooden box. It has a door, double doors that kind of open on the front, and then it looks like what like might be a spice rack or something. It's got like
1: two uh, wooden.
0: Uh, things that stick out of the front doors with holes in it, like you would put a bottle in it or something, right. but inside the box. Okay. So let me tell you the history of the box before I tell you what's in it. Cause it's weird.
1: Okay. So it's like made for some ritual of sorts, right?
0: Well, I'm not sure. That's the thing. Maybe okay. the box was just repurposed as a holding cell for a paranormal spirit. So this box that's part of the story it oh they say it's a wine cabinet so that makes sense if you look at it because it has holes for like some kind of bottle so it's a little wine cabinet it maybe like holds four bottles of wine so it's not big okay so um it was brought to america by a polish holocaust survivor named havela or havela um the history of the box Is that it was acquired in Spain before immigrating to America. So she brings it here. She kept it safely hidden in her sewing cabinet for all of her life. Then she died in 2003 and her family had an estate sale. See? Relevant. Estate sale. Yes. So then this guy, Kevin, he goes and purchases the box. In a bundle of things. He buys a whole bunch of shit, right? He probably goes, I'll give you twenty bucks for all this, right? Right, of course. So later he reached out to them because the box had it seemed weird when he started looking at it and opening it, had a bunch of weird shit in it. And he thought maybe he it was an heirloom that he should try to get back to them. But the granddaughter insisted it was fine that he that he just take it, okay? So, let's go forward a bit. There's a documentary about this apparently that you can watch.
1: I'm going to have to watch this documentary.
0: Yeah, I am too. I just found out about this today. So, I'm I'm going to be obsessed
1: with it for a little
0: bit. So, he apparently he owned an antique and furniture business in Portland, Oregon. So, he brought the box to his warehouse and put it in the workshop. Half an hour later, he received a call from his salesperson who was screaming that someone was in the workshop, smashing things and cursing.
1: No, see, that is the one thing that I am scared of. A ghost that can move stuff is a powerful dude, and I do not want any of that. No, nope, I'm out.
0: And cursing. It can
1: talk. No. Yeah, okay. If a, ghost starts, if, a ghost, if a ghost starts cursing me, yeah, I'm out too, I think. Right. No, yeah. talking. Throwing stuff, I am yeah. completely the freak out of that situation. That's a demon, and that's bad. Absolutely. Yes,
0: I'm not there for that. Mm-mm.
1: <laughs> okay, so this poor warehouse
0: salesperson woman is, she said, <laughs> she claimed that the intruder had locked all the gates and emergency exits and trapped her inside. Like she couldn't get out. This is like so horrifying. So when oh. Kevin gets there, right, the doors are still locked, but there's no one around. So, when he goes inside, he finds crushed light bulbs everywhere, and it smells like cat urine, even though there were no animals. Gross. Like, what? what's, come on now, cat urine? That's gross. Okay. okay. So, I've heard
1: of sulfur, but not cat urine. Smell. <laughs>
0: yeah, right? Like, okay, maybe it's like a demon cat, right? So, <laughs> so the salesperson was so upset, she quit. She And she'd been working for him for two years, so... You know, she was just like, I'm done. I can't do this. Okay. So when he opened the box, he decided, I got to open this ship. What, let me tell you what was inside, because it's weird. Okay. okay. Two 1920s pennies. A huh. lock of blonde hair bound by a cord. That's He's creepy. A serial killer. Guaranteed. No, there's more. <laughs> a lock of dark hair bound by a cord. And a little statue that says Shalom on it a small Mm-mm. golden wine goblet, a dried rosebud, and a four-legged candle holder. Nope. Weird! Seriously. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, right? <laughs> and if you look at the pictures, uh, I mean, it just looks weird. It, the whole thing, it's like, no, I don't want this. I'm not, not uh Like, if I <laughs> open a box and it had this shit on it, I would just throw it out immediately and right. scream. Yeah, Yeah. it's fucking weird. Okay. So I'm going to skip to the, it gets weirder. Okay. okay. So since he has the box and he opened it, he starts having horrible nightmares about a friend or a loved one that turns into a demonic beast and starts beating him up. Ooh. He gave the box to his mother. Why (laughs) would you do that?
1: I don't know. He hated her. I would give a box to my husband's mother. I'm not even (laughs) There you go. Right? (laughs) She had
0: a stroke the same day he gave it to her. Oh my god. She did god.
1: what? Now? <laughs> she had a stroke. Oh dear god. Okay.
0: So she gave it back to him and she said it was a hate gift.
1: <laughs> I was like what the heck this is You know about? what? Okay. It was maybe yep. that's
0: fine. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so this guy Kevin seems like kind of a dick cuz then he gave it to his sister.
1: Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> why are you giving it to people? Just go burn it. No. Okay. Well, maybe not burn it. I have uh, to dispose of things properly. Right.
0: <laughs> well, his sister says the fucking doors on this box won't stay shut. So take it back. Oh, my god! So gosh. she gives it back to him. And he said that when he got it back, it smelled like jasmine. But his wife thought it smelled like cat urine.
1: Ew. That's weird,
0: right? Like, why what does he prob- smell something different? Right. So he decided to sell it, and then he found it on his doorstep a couple days later with a note (laughs) from the couple he sold it to saying, this has a bad darkness. Bad (laughs) juju. I was like, no way, this guy cannot get rid of this box, right? So then he decides to post it on eBay. (laughs) Okay, that's legit. (laughs) So he's like a ghost reseller, right? Like, it's the best. He's so, just trying his best to get rid of it. <laughs> well, he he has this interesting idea, right? So kind of like the story with the couch at the thrift store where people want to come see it, right? Yeah, absolutely. He thinks, he thinks maybe there are people out there who buy these things so that they can deal with the little demons
1: inside. Like okay, with- so... Go ahead. There, there's a ghost hunter um, named Zach Baggins, I think, uh, from Ghost Adventures, maybe, yeah. the TV show. And he has like a... Traveling, I believe it's traveling, like a um haunted museum that he yeah, buys things like, like that. articles yeah. that are haunted. Yes. yes, all kinds of artifacts that are haunted and whatever. I mean dolls and clothes and things like that in his little like, you know, trailer that travels around the United States and he makes good money doing that crap. Yeah. So, you know, he may be onto something.
0: Well, this was his listing description. You know, if you sell something on eBay, you have to put a description on <laughs> it, right? Yes, yeah. So There's like I would destroy the thing in a second, except I really don't have any understanding of what I may or may not be dealing with. I'm afraid that if I destroy the cabinet, whatever it is that seems to have come with the cabinet may just stay here with me. I have been told that there are people who shop on eBay that understand these kinds of things specifically look for these kinds of items. If you are one of these people, please, please buy this cabinet and do whatever you do with a thing like this. Help me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, pause. So, Shelby and I, we follow this Facebook group, and you may too. Um, It's the Oddities Warehouse. warehouse, And it is freaking fabulous for people that want to buy all kinds of haunted stuff or Oddity like. There is some cool stuff on there. Oh my gosh, it is freaking fabulous. If you don't follow it, you need to because it is awesome. You should. It's awesome.
0: Well, listen, somebody bought the box. Good. I know. I don't know what's wrong with people. Anyway. that crap, though. So. I orange? don't I don't know. I have no answer for the way that people just want to be shot in the face with their own dumb choices. <laughs> I don't know. So this kid buys a student at Truman State University in Missouri buys it. He claims that the cabinet caused him and his roommates to suffer various health problems, light bulbs to break, a bug infestation, odd smells. No nope, to make ow. matters worse, his
1: hair began to fall out. Oh he, yeah, that's absolutely my yeah. If I wasn't done when it was throwing light bulbs and shit, like, I'm out now. I'm so vain about my hair. Forget it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm done with you, right?
1: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: so then this guy, and, and I'm just going to stop at some point because this just keeps going on forever. Maybe I'll just stop here. It goes on forever. You can find all this information at historicmysteries.com and just look for the Dybbuk box. D-I-B-B-U-K. It goes on and on. People keep buying this shit, all right? Finally, (laughs) finally this person decides that he's going to do a history of the box, right? Oh, good Um, thought. Sure. Okay, here's what you're not going to see coming. I promise you are not going to see this. Okay, somehow we go from there to the eugenics movement, Hitler, and Nietzsche. So... (laughs) <laughs> I don't
1: know. I, just, I got really
0: lost after that. I was like, I don't know how all these words work together, but like somehow somebody thinks they do. But that's okay. where I lost interest. I just got bored after that. <laughs> but yeah, that was enough. Like all the story, it was so
1: in- like, what? Right? You're right. That's weird. There's, that's bizarre. there's like a lot going on with that story, but I'm completely in 100% like eating some Canton I'm out on that shit. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I saw you taking notes over there. I did. I spelled it out. Yeah. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, that is a very interesting story. I'm definitely going to have to watch the documentary. I'm definitely oh, not going to be buying any weird boxes anytime soon. And it really
1: sucks because I have a collection of boxes. Oh. I love, yeah. like, 70s wood things, so I really... You know, might buy a box that looks like it's from... I don't know. <laughs> Different era than me, I guess. And yeah. Yeah. I buy it. <laughs> I mean, I just buy some really weird shit. I'm surprised that it. I don't have like some crazy demon shit like that happening. <laughs> you might, though. I mean, well, you've seen. I buy. i
0: I'm gonna be more careful after reading this box story. Sure. <laughs> and if I in nothing with hair anywhere near it, in it, on it, around it. I don't okay. want to bring home anything with hair, like I'm pieces of hair.
1: Victoria, I'm intri- intrigued by Victorian hair jewelry and, like, the hair art pieces and stuff like they made in the Victorian era. Cool. Oh, my gosh. That is one of my things. Yeah, very cool. So, I don't know. I may bring home some hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's too personal. I don't like photographs of people. I won't. Okay, so those are, there are a few things I won't buy. Okay. It's not underwear, surprisingly. That doesn't freak me out. It's photographs of people. Nope, not buying those. Not buying portraits of people, like painted things. Nope, not buying those. Uh, and now I'm not buying anything with hair on it. Like, nope, 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 nope. No, and maybe no more wooden boxes.
1: Okay, so I'm out on the lingerie, underwear, absolutely things like that. That's where I draw my line. That's a big Mario pes. No <laughs> but I will, I will continue to buy hair. I think.
0: Okay, well, we all got to take our risk, right? That's right. Gotta, That's right. We all got to figure out where we're going to suffer. Yes, you
1: do. You. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. That was really fun. I think yeah, our the listeners will get a kick out of that too. We have we have a have a lot of listeners who are really just a little weird like us, so I think well, they'll okay. enjoy it.
1: We respect that. We're we're into it.
0: <laughs> well, let's do the thrift questions, and we'll get out of here for today. Yeah, absolutely.
1: We're ready. Okay.
0: So, let me see. I lost my thing. Pause. Pause. <laughs> pause. Too many windows. Okay.
1: How often do you guys thrift shop? Um, together about every couple of weeks, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I might go I, once a week by myself. But I don't know that I go much more than once every two weeks. Yeah, I randomly pop into a thrift store if I'm driving around town. But yeah. other than that, it's pretty much me and Shelby's thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you have like a list in your head or are you just a spontaneous shopper?
1: <laughs> we are both extremely <laughs> spontaneous yeah. buyers. Which is really different than normal life, you know? I mean, because in real life, we're very much, you know, drawing things out and routine people. But um, thrifting, we're like, okay, so we might need clothes this day. Or I generally go for the home goods and, you know, random decor and stuff like that. Because I'm a chronic redecorator. Yeah. I redecorate and redecorate and redecorate. So Also guilty. Yeah, that's always what we're kind of looking for, I guess. But it's never specific items. Yeah, generally. I don't think I've ever gone to a thrift store looking for a specific thing because it's never going to be there. No.
0: Mm, mm. Yeah. Well, you guys. are All right. Do
1: you have thrift gods? Okay. So again, super skeptical. (laughs) Don't believe in thrift gods necessarily, but I do believe in signs. Like I would walk into a thrift store and say, Oh my God, this is something I need in my house. This is a sign. I need to take it home today. So (laughs) similar thing. (laughs) <laughs> I'm definitely, like, uh, religiously, I'm not a Buddhist, but I kind of have, like, a Buddhist take on, yeah, on thrifting do, and, and things like that where, like, you're going to have a good vibe. You're mm-hmm. going to have a good, yeah. like, you know, you're going to walk into an estate. Estate cells are my favorite. Yeah, my favorite. Yeah. And so I'm going to walk into an estate cell and I'm going to get a good vibe or I'm going to get a vibe that I need to go back to my car. <laughs> True. And you just have to, like, like, you just kind of have to center yourself in, in what your... I don't know what your interests are. I guess and your goals and for the day. Yeah. Or for us, I guess. So, yeah. so not gods, but just kind of a a vibe that I I get. Yeah,
0: for sure. Totally, totally. I have vibes. That's what I, I don't know what those are. Are really, but it's like a, an intuition, I guess. Like, let's see. Now, mostly it sounds like you go with friends, but a loner with friends. So what do you that prefer? May-
1: <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I normally don't go by myself. I get very frustrated with myself if I go alone. <laughs> I tend to not buy things if I'm not with Shelby. I'm like, I can talk myself out of yeah. things. But if we're together, we like, okay, buy way too much stuff. One of us needs this, so <laughs> it works. But That's yeah, like yeah. a
0: codependent yes. thrift relationship. It's a codependent die, thriftership or something. No
1: doubt. <laughs> Uh, best or worst thrift moment? Okay. Um. So my best thrift moment was actually like a Facebook Marketplace thing. Um. But similar. Okay. So this lady was selling this beautiful wooden carved, hand-carved piece, and um, I was like, "Oh my god, I need this!" And she was selling <laughs> it for like five dollars. And it what? looked like. It was, looked like it was like five inches big. You know, it didn't look super big from the picture or whatever. But I got there to pick it up. And it, I bet you it was 30 pounds and probably like 30 inches in diameter. And it's this beautiful hand-carved piece that was sold in an art gallery in Taos, as she was telling me. But she would already listed it for the $5 price. And um, so I offered to pay her more. And she was like, no, my daughter just wants to go to summer camp or whatever. So I took it. And... I got home with it and it is so heavy, but it is beautiful in my little boho bedroom retreat that I have. <laughs> and it is freaking fabulous. It's my favorite find in the longest time. This gigantic piece of wood came home with her, mind you, the day after my painting came home with yes, me. <laughs> it is. Oh, interesting. Mine is not haunted and it is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: sounds really cool. I want you to send me a picture of it so I can post it with no, the episode.
1: So I, I take, I take moments separately, I guess. So I have several, I have several very memorable thrifted yeah, moments, I think. Yeah. So um, I guess my most recent, like, aha, really great moment was not necessarily in a thrift store or at a sale or anything like that, but my parents had an old um, TV from the 50s. Ooh, so, it's, cool. like, a box TV. It's the super heavy sits-on-the-floor TV. Like, the console. Console TV. Yeah. And every time I was out at my parents' house, and my parents live out in the country, so they have a bunch of stuff around their house and whatever, and every time I was out there, like, it always was just one of those things that I was just, like, that is too cool not to have. Right. But what do you use an old TV for? An aquarium, or a dog bed. Or a record player Perfect. cabinet. Perfect. So I took it from my parents and gutted it and replaced all of the insides and that's what my record player and my records sit on and in. Cool. Painted it. It's like one of my most yeah. favorite furniture pieces in my house only because I am such a music junkie. Music is definitely like a huge huge part of my life and with that came the whole changing my house from a very it it was very cookie cutter. It was very everything else that everybody else had. And then I get this record player and I get this cool cabinet and everything else. and I'm like, why am I why am I conforming to this? You know right. so I I completely up and like threw everything out. Jenny was with me at this point yeah. and she watched me literally gut my house and start over again. She called it Granny Kitch. And But it's not. It is so fabulous. It's like mid-century modern. And um, there's all kinds of just different and unique and eclectic items that she's thrifted and stuff like that. It is fabulous to watch her transformation from farmhouse. It was to what she is now. It it is beautiful. It was literally every other house. That I had ever walked into. Yeah. I mean, it was just so. It was so standard. I mean, we're in West. You Texas know, it was everything. Every, yeah. It was everything that you could go down an aisle at Hobby Lobby yes. and buy. Yeah. That exactly. was my house. And I mean, it was nice. It was cute, but, um, I mean, she just she has such a personality, and it needed to show in her house. And she really, really transformed it in just a few thrift store. Yeah, days. I mean. I mean it was for me it's but it's so cool to watch the whole transformation yeah, from absolutely. you know cotton stems and uh, rustic stuff to this whole different eclectic boho vibe it was yeah. really really fun it was it was it was probably one of my favorite moments yeah. ever um so the record player cabinet slash TV console yeah that. yeah it, it was
0: inspired cool. you so send me some pictures of that uh TV console and maybe like if you have a before and after. Of like your favorite. Well, I think that's a wrap. Why don't you tell everybody um, how to find your podcast, any other side hustles you want to promote how they can get a hold of you. If they want to talk to you about your haunted stuff. Um, Go ahead. All right.
1: So um, our podcast is on basically all platforms. Um, We are wives tells podcast. We, like we said at the beginning And, um, so we, you can find us on audio, boom, stitcher, iTunes, basically any of those main, uh, platforms and, um, to find us to chat, anything like that. Um, we kind of gravitate towards our Facebook group, Wives Tales Podcast. It's a closed group, but we pretty much let all of our listeners in and it's a super fun group to hang out in. Yeah. Um, and we have some great listeners that are constantly posting some I really fun stuff it. in there. We have the most awesome listeners. Of For that. sure. We the most, yeah. Um, we also have an Instagram at Wives Tells Podcast. Uh, not at Wives Tells Podcast. Just Wives Tells Podcast. <laughs> we have um, Twitter at Wives Tells Pod. Right. And um Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. If you, if you feel like emailing us, we're at wisedalespodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, absolutely. And we're always taking um, suggestions for new topics for our for our show. Yeah, anything. I mean, just reach out to us. We love connecting with our listeners and it's super fun. We're really enjoying our podcast and glad that uh, Thrift Therapy had us on today. For this sure. So we good. absolutely enjoyed this so much. Thank yes, you. Thank you.
0: Thanks for coming on. I had a blast. And I think, bye, you guys. Bye. Oh my God, that was so fun. I just love this podcast so much. I love getting to talk to other people about thrifting, about their own obsessions and their talents. And I'm just so grateful to be doing this. It's such a blast. I just want to remind you that I will be going bi-weekly in November. So you can expect next week to get another October related podcast and then after that I'll start getting ready for the November releases. If you want to be on Thrift Therapy, be sure and connect with me on social media. You can find all my social media outlets as uh, links on my webpage at thrifttherapypod.com. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on all kinds of places. And if you just want to contact me, you can shoot me a message at the website as well. Or you can just email me at thrifttherapypod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I've gotten just messages saying that how much somebody loves the podcast. I've gotten ideas about what to have on the show. And I certainly just love hearing from you. But if you want to be on the show, I also want to hear that too. So certainly send me a little pitch of what you'd like to come on the show and talk about. I will be scheduling for interviews for November starting next week. I will also be preparing and sending out thrift bags at next week and the following weekend. So if you want to get a thrift bag, I think there are two open spots left at the $40 level. So run on over to thrifttherapypod.com and sign up for a thrift bag and get in on the thrift action. If you want to just sign up at any other level, I'm sending out free swag this month only and you can get your magnets and pins and stickers that I mentioned earlier in the episode. I'm going to leave you guys with a trailer for the Wives Tale podcast so you can hear a little bit of their unique sound and what they're about. Be sure and go over and check them out. And if there's any podcast you want me to reach out to and maybe try to have on the show, you can email me that too. I'm always open to supporting the thrifting and podcasting community. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'll talk
1: to you next week and stay thrifty. Hey, guys. Hey, y'all. I'm Shelby. I'm Jenny. And we are Wife's Tales. Yeah, we're a weekly podcast all about dark mysteries, twisted legends, spooky folklore, and creepy creatures. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and you can find us anywhere podcasts are played pretty much. Yeah. Um, y'all keep it twisty. That's right. Bye.